can I help you? Mrs. Peterson? Yes? My name is David. Mrs. Peterson, I, uh, I knew your son, Caleb. I was with him when he died. That's me. You knew Caleb? Yes, ma'am. We're pretty close. <laughs> yes, ma'am. He wanted me to tell you that he loved you. Thanks. He asked me to check on y'all. And so, we're gonna be good friends. fight with some guys at school. I'll teach him some self-defense when he's feeling up to it. Well, what are you gonna do? Nothing bad. <laughs> For the damages. Never let anyone pick on you. Here. You keep it. Miss Peterson, are you sure you're comfortable with me staying here? I think it could be a good thing for us. You know, I promised Caleb I would do anything I could to help your family. But I'm afraid I haven't been fully honest with you. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't been here. Really, Mrs. Peterson, it's no problem. Welcome back to the Cinema Media World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode from our Halloween Marathon reviews for this month, where I invite a guest from the horror community um, and or from the Cinemania uh, World team, and they come on the show, they pick a horror movie, and we discuss it. Today, I have Raina from the Horror and Session podcast with our very own Kayla um, from the Cinemania World team. So, Raina, how are you? I'm good, and yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, very nice to have you on today's show. So uh, usually I say uh, um, let's uh, let let's have you tell everyone your choice of movie and why'd you pick it. But we have a very unfortunate story um, before we get into that regarding your initial choice. So your initial choice was uh, Piranha 3D, mm-hmm. and you had the Blu-ray. And then for me, if I don't have the Blu-ray, for usually most horror movies, I have the Blu-ray. Um, if I don't have the Blu-ray, then I'll try to find it on streaming or try to rent it somewhere. This movie is is nowhere to be found. So yeah, I had actually no idea about that. And then you you DM'd me. You're like, it's not on any streaming service. And I did a bit of research yesterday, and it seems like that the rights to the movie are kind of in limbo right now. That's why mm-hmm. the Blu-ray is out of print and it's not on any streaming service. I guess multiple companies are kind of fighting over those rights right now. Which is great. Like, uh, like I think it was a 3DD. That that one's on Xfinity. Mm-hmm. I was going to, and I thought that was the one. I was like, no, that's not it. That's the, you told me that was the sequel. And I was like, oh my God, this is, what is going on here? Yeah. So, um, 
physical media, everyone. Usually I have Piranhas was one of those. Those movies was one of those movies that I didn't seek for when I was going to any like any of those old rental kind of stores, not rental, but those old like used video stores mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, are you familiar with those kind of stores as well? Yeah. Ironically, I had bought Piranha 3D at a record store used uh, last year for like, right. I think like three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it was like so out of print. I just bought it because one, it was like it's an Arizona set horror movie, mm-hmm. which is where I was living at the time. Yeah and, yeah. and two, I just remember really loving it. So I would have loved to for to talk about that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know you was looking forward to it. Um, but I was really yeah, I was bummed. It's on Amazon, but I know it wouldn't have come in time, and I have such a, a such a crazy schedule as far as shows, so I didn't want to push this back, this review back more. So you, uh, let's get your re- let's get your two reasonings. So let's get your why did you want to do Piranha 3D initially? Well, initially I wanted to do Piranha 3D because I felt like it came came out at the time when like every horror movie was being remade, and it was like one of those rare ones that like the remakes surpass the original like on almost mm-hmm. every single front that and it's it's just like uh i'm trying to hold back from cursing <laughs> oh you can curse this oh this okay is a, this is okay. x-rated you know you do you do, do oh, your thing <laughs> okay i forgot to ask some so, so piranha 3d is also just fucking hilarious it's like just like it a is <laughs> gut busting like movie i, I love it, it to death right and, and one of the issues is that like for these kind of movies, whether it's a movie that I haven't seen before or a movie that I did see, I, I like to just watch it before the review. Mm-hmm. So I know the first two that we did, the Fright Night and uh, the Conjuring, I had those both those movies. So I was like, okay, I'll just watch Blu-ray and then Silence of the Lambs. Uh, never seen it my first time yesterday. So I, but it was on demand, so I watched it. And then uh, Piranha 3D, we we're gonna do that, but it's like nowhere. I was gonna try to do Amazon, but I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't. I usually don't like blind buying movies because mm-hmm. I always get like the short end of the stick when it comes to blind buying. Um, so all right, so we had to do it. We had to do an option two. So let everyone know what the option two was and why. So option number two, I went with is the guest. So I initially went this with this movie because one, it's a Halloween set movie. And two, this is a movie I felt really flew under a lot of people's radar and is kind of just now kind of resurfacing as like this kind of Halloween classic. Um, it's mm-hmm. just it's just a movie that like I felt plays with your expectations. And it's also you hear about you hear about when movies try to emulate 1980s like horror movies and it's like usually just like neon and techno music. Well, yeah, this movie has that, but this movie genuinely feels like it was also made from that era. Yeah, yeah, I um, so this was also this was also my first time uh, watching this watching this movie, and I've heard about it. Like one of my one of my buddies that I live um that live close by, uh, Alex on the team, uh, he just watched it. Um, I don't think it was his first time though. He had just watched it, and then I hear um, I think I've seen one of your tweets about the movie. Um, here and there and stuff like that. And then when you chose it, I thought, okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you talk about it and I was like, okay, you know, I- I've never seen the movie. I've heard of it. When, when, when anyone says the guest, I always think of like other movies, you know, like whether it's, what's that movie that had Joel Edgerton 
that was oh that? uh the gift the gift yeah for some reason i always think think of that movie because like mm-hmm. i mean it's like the same thing kind of not really but kind of um and so i always just think of another movie when i hear the guest i feel like there's a lot of movies with that title so i never initially go to this one so when i uh when i found it on netflix you told me it was on netflix i checked it out netflix i watched it I, i'm actually I, I watched it maybe like maybe like an hour or two ago um so it's still fresh on my on my fresh on my um on my head so um yeah i enjoyed it i i uh, i enjoyed it a lot actually uh you initially when i when you picked it um you said when you found out that i never seen it that was a mixture of halloween and terminator and i completely agree i um i did the cast i also really liked um i was i was very surprised to see like um, one of my favorites uh, um a uh, make monroe was in this so I was, I was excited to see her um and then you know um everyone else involved in the cast is really good so um yeah i was excited to watch and i had i had a good time with it um let's get some of your thoughts on the guest what's your main thoughts for the movie so so right before we like dive into that i, w- I want to mm-hmm. like establish that this movie is like the opposite of piranha where it's like on streaming like accessible but like <laughs> the physical copy is like notoriously hard to get like uh i think the cheap yeah i think the cheapest i've seen like a used copy for was uh for like 29.99 and uh ironically that record store that i bought piranha from i went on their online store one day and uh one of the guys had emailed me one of my friends that works there he's like hey we just got a used copy into the guest on blu-ray for 7.99 do you want it and i was like oh fuck yeah (laughs) so you still have so where are you living now uh southern california okay and you have it have you found another user used the uh, kind of blu-ray store near near you there you know for a while there it was amoeba records but with covid mm-hmm. they had to close up because they're oh, moving wow. locations um but other than that no not really um i still order from that one arizona one because they're like a chain of like five different locations. Oh, cool. Cool. So they have like an online store and I still know a couple employees that work there. So they always like, they'll always shoot me a text. Yo, go on the online shop. Like right now. Mm-hmm. For a movie. I yeah. used to, um, we used to have one of those in Boston called CEX. Um, oh, okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was right in downtown Boston. They had like a, their back wall was all the old DVDs. Then like in the middle section, they had all the old Blu-rays and stuff. And they shut down like, I think like two years ago, one of the most devastating, mo- like uh, devastating days of my life, just because like, Oh, those were so nice to people people talk about blockbusters and stuff a lot you know but like my favorite times was going into cex getting like 10 movies for like under 30 dollars um you know because they were all like four or five dollars that's where i got movies like you know like uh, i just watched um house of wax like yesterday i got i got that from there the conjuring was from there conjuring was like six dollars conjuring two was like seven you know what i mean i mm-hmm. missed those stores so much um and stuff but now the only cex is in like london i'm like what <laughs> yeah so i think the days of like chains being like that are like kind of going away especially with fye kind of downsizing a lot mm-hmm. um oh fye but, too yeah they yeah. have they have those um so same with like newberry comics too they do that yeah yeah um so it's like it's to the point where you do have to support those like independent record stores and whatnot because they're kind of keeping that dream of physical media alive 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, so with the movie, um, I coming coming out of it. Well, I wasn't expecting a lot that happened. Like, there's like, oh, by the way, everyone, uh, we do go into full spoilers for these reviews, um, just because usually um, the guests that I do bring on will pick movies that have been out for years. I mean, yesterday was Silence of the Lambs, and that was 1991. So, um, yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, so, so yeah, this one's 2014 and highly accessible mm-hmm. on Netflix. So if you want, yeah. you could pause this and then go watch it real fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's no, it's, it's not like you can't watch it. The, if we ever do the Piranha one, I probably won't do spoilers just because of how inaccessible that one is, you know? So, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's get back to your um your main your main uh thoughts on the guest since you you know it, usually I I I figured that people that pick these movies really enjoy them so mm-hmm. let's get some of your thoughts. So pretty much to me, this is like a horror movie straight up paced like a thriller. Like it's like very fast paced, like right from the jump, like stuff is happening and rolling with him just arriving at the house and saying who he is. But it's crazy because yeah we all we all love horror movies and we all know Mm -hmm. the expectation for horror movies but this one just moves at such a breakneck pace that you're almost like whoa it's like slow down i'm getting whiplash over here Mm -hmm. and the movie plays with your expectations like from the jump like right away like dan stevens is so charismatic that like you almost don't want to hate him and even when he's like committing these heinous acts, he, it's just like still charming as all hell. He's like very nice about killing people. I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah especially <laughs> when, like when he's telling uh, her younger brother, like, like, oh no, I'm of course I'm your friend. It's like, damn, he's like yeah. playing like with like that emotional vulnerability, and I. It's also another part that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, another part that I really like was when he was talking to the son and Brendan Myers plays that character and he's like yeah you know if these guys bully you just go and burn their house down with their family inside I said dude what yeah <laughs> I think that's my one of my favorite parts because it's so nonchalant and I mean that should have that should have gave you red flags like immediately but yeah for some reason it doesn't <laughs> he's like what's the worst that can happen and I was like whoa slow down there. yeah right right so um, yeah I enjoy that too uh also the movie doesn't try to be flashy but has a style all of its own like i said it's 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 very much emulating the whole like cheap horror movie from the 80s because one i believe the budget for this movie was only about five million dollars um and the way it like emulates carpenter like in multiple aspects you got the soundtrack you got the lighting you got the fact that not only is Dan Stevens like the Terminator in this movie, but he's also like Michael Myers where like you could stab him or shoot him and he'll go down, but he'll get right back up. Yeah. I thought, I thought that a lot of that stuff was very um, intimidating watching all of that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because with these kind of movies, you think that, you know, immediately where it's going mm-hmm. per se, like with this, when I'm watching this movie and I see the way it's starting, I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna he's gonna be weird and creepy with the family, and then at the end, someone's gonna figure out his secret, and then he's just gonna kill the family, and then one of them's gonna survive. It kind of plays like that, but it takes it takes a, a complete turn as far as where is like the military gets involved. Yeah, there's like a shootout in there's a shootout in the ending. Um, the ending was so surprising to me in a very very good way. 
Because then after that, he goes and kills the people that he's interacted with, um, which it's just really, which was like really, really kind of scary and jarring to me. Like when he shoots that girl that he slept with, um, I was like, oh man. I mean, I saw it coming when he got into the diner. I was just like, oh my God, like that's just crazy to me. So um, all that stuff to me was done so well as far as the pacing of the movie and kind of not giving away to the audience where this movie's going to head, you know? And and see, I like how you brought up the military aspect of it because that's something I think is kind of uncommon in horror movies that it has like a military element to it. Like mm-hmm. the only other two I can think of right off the top of my head is like what uh, Hills Have Eyes Part Two and uh, Overlord. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, Overlord's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I almost picked that. I almost picked that. <laughs> I got real close to picking that one. <laughs> that's a good um, one. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Dude, there's like this movie just the way, like you said, you figure you know the beats and they kind of play out that way, but they throw in like another beat in between that you don't see coming. You yeah. don't see him like randomly like start killing like all of her friends while still being charming as hell. Like he's not like he's not like a creep in the movie. Like, yeah, we as the audience were supposed to perceive him as a creep. But to everyone else, he's like this fucking cool dude. He's hanging out at the parties. He's smoking weed. He's drinking. He's sleeping around. It's it it it, it likes to toy with the audience mm-hmm. expectation for what an antagonist is. Or like when you know in the beginning of the movie, he's like the heart the, the heartthrob mm-hmm. and stuff. To like when he gets to that party with Macon Monroe, mm-hmm. um, which I which I really enjoy. Like I I really enjoy all those kind of aspects. Because um, when I was done with the movie, I kind of put it in this, I kind of put it in like, okay, this is a horror version slash thriller version of John Wick. Just because like the, these headshots that he's getting is so crazy. There's a part in the desert that I enjoy where he shoots some guy, then one guy, he runs out of ammo, then one guy is running and he's trucking and he's running and mm-hmm. um, Dan Stevens just really nonchalant, goes to get some more bullets. He, you know... Um, he reloads his gun, then he just turns around, gets like a little, gets, you know, tries to aim and shoots the guy in the head. Thought that, thought that was a really, really good scene. A really chilling scene too, because like he's very, very, very ruthless in this movie towards the end after like, you know, all the chains are off and he's free to do whatever, whatever he's going to do to these characters. Um, you know, and you start to really care for these characters throughout the movie. You don't want to see them go, especially um, uh, Mika Moreau's Anna and Brandon Myers' Luke, you know? Yeah, and and another thing, like, with with him being an antagonist is, like, who who's the real villains? Is it him because he's this unstoppable killing machine? Or is it the military contractor that was messing with his brain, turning him into this genetically modified killing machine? And and I think the film kind of tackles that subject very interesting. It's like it's like that one part where he says uh, to uh, make him in Rose character. He's like, listen, I don't even think he could stop himself, even if he wanted to. It's like he has no control over it. Like mm-hmm. once his mission is set, he's like going to see that through to execution. 
Yeah, which was really scary to me um, and stuff. And then the roles kind of reverse when he does get into like these uh, battles with uh, whether it's police or whether it's with the characters that you enjoy, because he has he's he's either going to come out of this dead or come out of this um, very much alive. And he takes out like six, six, like, you know, like six shooters. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, So it's great. I want to bring up one actor who I really enjoyed as well, who's in a lot of like small stuff. Um, Lance Reddick, he plays Carver, like uh, he plays uh, that that head kind of uh, militant oh. guy. Yeah, yeah, I really liked him. I, I like him in most things that he's in, um, but I really liked him in this movie. So when he goes down, I was like, oh, that sucks, you know. Um, Cause I enjoyed him a lot and I enjoyed, well, I pretty much, I think, I think I, I enjoyed a lot of elements and most of the elements in this movie and stuff. And then I also, um, I realized that this movie was, was directed by the directors of your next. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan of that movie. And I did see a lot of the isms, um, in this movie, kind of, kind of like what they did in the open. Have you seen that movie? I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'm a huge uh, Adam Wingard fan. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that movie so, so much. So Lance Reddick is actually reuniting with the director of this. Is he? Um, oh, good. Yeah, he's going to be in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, he is? Okay, yeah. good. Which, I didn't uh, even know that. Yeah, which, uh, FYI, for people who do not know, Adam Wingard, the director of Your Next, The Guest, and Blair Witch 2016, is the director of Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, he's so great. I, I really like Your Neck. I think it's one of the I think it's one of my favorite um slasher films. Mm-hmm. He um so th- that director for this movie, um, I noticed a lot with the uh with the soundtrack. Uh there's there's a part in the end where the soundtrack is is kinda is kinda blaring over horrific events. Like mm-hmm. he's killing people and they have this like, you know, this like muse great music in the background. And mm-hmm. the and that happens in your next as well. Like in the opening the opening of that movie, um, you know, you have all that stuff going on in the background as well. You know, while people, while people are getting killed, they have this great soundtrack going on. So I, that's some of the nuances that I can see that he did with this movie, um, which I enjoyed. He's a great director. And I, and I really um, just overall really had a good time with it. I think it's a very, very fun uh, kind of horror flick to turn on in this time, especially that it's set in um, set in Halloween and stuff like that. Do you have any um, kind of closing thoughts on the guest? Um, yeah, I would just say that, like, I think for years, mm-hmm. this movie was kind of unfairly overlooked. I know, I know it's marketing, nor release was all that great. But definitely, I feel like it's kind of getting like this resurgence as like this Halloween time classic. And I feel like it's being more embraced by like, horror fans and the horror community as a whole. And I think that's so great because to be honest, like, yeah, I do love your next, but the guest is, is, is like peak for his career so far. And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's just a movie. I'm so glad that people are coming around on. I think uh, earlier this year in January, Dan Stevens uh, did an interview with deadline and he had actually said that he, he and Adam Wingard have been talking about the possibilities of a sequel Oh, to the movie. Oh, yeah. that'd be interesting. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that at all. That'd be good, yeah. honestly. I, yeah. I guess uh I guess Dan Steven says out of all the movies in his career, people always walk up to him and go like, Oh, you did the guest. He said like even in twenty twenty, people still come up to him and bring up the movie. 
What else has he? Um, I know I've seen his face somewhere. So, uh, um, I would say what he's most known for the two things he's most known for. Uh, he did the 2017 Beauty and the Beast. He played the Beast, and that, uh, okay, that's where I. That's why. That's where his name sounds familiar. And uh, he, he's also the lead in a uh, Legion. That's who he looks. That's why I was like this. Who does he look like? And I was like, okay, Legion. That's like the first thing. That's what came comes to mind as soon as you as soon as, as soon as you brought as soon as I brought up like where where can I see him from? Um, yeah. He's great. Yeah. So he was great in the movie. Um, my my kind of final thoughts is that I enjoyed it. I, it's a great movie for the um, spooky season, as as a lot of us like like to say. Everyone has their changed Twitter um, profile names and stuff to like something horror like. So definitely fits the time of the month. And yeah, I enjoyed it. So, uh, Rain, I want to thank you for coming on and talking about the guest here today um, on a little bit of a time crunch, so we couldn't really dive that much into the movie like I wanted to. But uh, I do, I do appreciate you coming on the show. Um, thank you for joining me once again. Why don't you let everyone know where they can follow you and uh, what's coming up on your podcast? Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm always glad to to come on and talk horror movies because that's mm-hmm. obviously my specialties. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JFC Doomblade, D-O-O-M-B-L-A-D-E. And uh, you can follow my podcast at on Twitter at Horror In Session, where me and Kayla from the Cinema World team talk about horror movies on a weekly basis. Um I'm also a contributor at ScreenQueens.com and SciFiFangirls.com, so you can always find my work somewhere on the internet where I'm talking about horror-related stuff. All right, and um, yeah, thank you once again. Um, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and uh, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. And that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. I'll be back tomorrow with two more Halloween uh, marathon reviews, so stay tuned for that. And that is it. My name is Dwayne. That was Raina. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.